Good afternoon, and on behalf of the Manufacturer and Business Association and Money Radio WPSE, thank you for joining us for Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the MBA Business Magazine. And I'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, Matt Cuomo, Vice President of Sales and Sales Support at Vision Benefits of America, which many of you know as VBA. Welcome, Matt. We are so glad you could join us. Thanks, Karen. Great to be here. And I certainly appreciate you guys having me on and uh, look forward to talking today. Well, the MBA has a great relationship with VBA, and we are glad you're here to talk about some important information regarding benefits and vision benefits in particular. But before we get started, we'd like to familiarize our listeners with your background. So Matt, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role at VBA. Certainly. As Karen mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Sales and Sales Support at VBA. I've been with the VBA for a little over six years. And prior to that, I spent the majority of my career in the insurance business, uh, just around 20 years, and primarily on the broker and consultant side of the industry in various sales and uh, in leadership roles. Uh, and now at VBA, my primary responsibility is for new business sales and, and also retention and service of our current groups, uh, which, are, which are quite numerous. And I live about 20 minutes north of the city of Pittsburgh in McCandless Township. Uh, two kids, ages 14 and nine, uh, they go to North Allegheny School District. Um, and in my spare time, when I'm not uh, busy with uh, vision benefits, um, I enjoy golfing and fishing, coaching baseball, uh, youth baseball with my son. And I, I, I also kind of fancy myself, as I call it, a recreational historian, which is uh, not to say that I'm a historian of recreation, but that I, uh, I enjoy early American history and reading about it and learning about it. Um, so it's kind of a side hobby as well. Well, that's pretty, pretty exciting. Well, if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, VBA, you know, we know that VBA has been delivering cost-contained group vision benefits for more than 50 years. So talk about history. Tell us a little bit more about VBA, the company, a little bit about the history, um, your staff and operation, and the services you provide. Yeah, of course. So you're, you're right. Um, VBA was created in, in 1965, and, and believe it or not, it still has its very first commercial group client. Uh, for, so it's been well over 50 years of, of the relationship there, which we're certainly uh, proud of. The company has evolved considerably since that time, um, as has the optical industry and vision industry in general. We've seen significant organizational enhancements uh, particularly over the last five years on many fronts. For instance, we just released an enhanced individual vision product uh, and have begun to partner with other carriers and associations and offering individual vision products as well. We felt that the individual market was underserved, uh, particularly in, in the senior space. Um, and so we, we, we created some uh, additional offerings uh, to offer through a number of different distribution channels but the idea, you know, in keeping with the mission of VBA is to provide a conduit for members and individuals, whether they're employed through an employer um, and, and have an employer-sponsored plan or not. But the idea is to provide them a, a, you know, a mechanism to get comprehensive vision care. 
the VBA staff along those lines has grown significantly over the last five years. I think when we came to VBA, there's maybe around 40 employees and now there's, there's uh, uh, nearly 70. Wow. And so yeah, we've seen a lot of growth uh, over the last uh, two to three years in particular. So it's been a very, very exciting time to be in VBA. We moved our offices in 2018 uh, over to Carnegie PA, where we're at now. Uh, certainly at the moment, the vast majority of our staff is still working remotely, uh, but we do have a great office there. And, and hopefully someday soon, we'll all be kind of returning into that environment, whatever that may look like. So certainly been an exciting time to be at VBA. A lot of changes, a lot of growth and more great things to come. Well, that's good to hear for our members' sake. And I know the MBA has a very good relationship with VBA, but tell us what the benefits available to area employers who are our members, what's available to them? Yeah, so it's really, it's really a unique situation and a unique opportunity for those employers uh, who are members of the MBA. So VBA and the MBA have enjoyed a great relationship over the last few, few years, and we've seen a large number of organizations take advantage of the plans that, that we offer through the association. And so in addition to all the great services that the MBA offers, member organizations are getting significant value through these plans. Essentially what's happening is that the organizations are getting the economy of scale in pricing and plan design that would only be available to larger organizations. The cost and the design of the programs would look much different if each of those individual organizations were looking to obtain similar coverage outside of the MBA. So it's, you know, by being part of the association, there's significant value there because you just can't go out into the marketplace and get the same plans at the same rates that you can by being as part of the association. And, and that's kind of the way the program is set up. You know, and additionally, by being a VBA member, uh, subscribers and independents also get discounts on hearing and LASIK services. So, you know, not a, not a covered item, so to speak, but there's discounts available with LASIK. Um, and VBA has a, a hearing partner where members are able to get free hearing exams and discounts on, uh, on, on hearing aids as well. So uh, there's a lot of benefits out there, not only to the employers, but to the individual members themselves. And I can attest to, I'm a glass wearing person. It's my glasses I've been wearing since I was in second grade. My son just got his first pair of glasses this uh, past May. So can you tell me a little bit about how important vision benefits are in the workforce today. And when you talk about cost savings, I mean, what are in dollars and cents, what kind of cost savings is that at? What does that add up to? Sure. Um, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned um, sort of dependence there as well, because that's an important part, which I'll speak to. So comprehensive vision care is a critical part of the overall health and wellness of an organization. When we look at it, we think of medical, right? Medical insurance is sort of the big one out there. And of course that's vital. Then you have dental insurance, which is critical as well. We're all familiar with that and the importance of going to the dentist and your routine checkups. But vision is no different. We would certainly correlate eye issues such as glaucoma and cataracts and macular degeneration with eye exams, right? I mean, you're going to go to the, go to the eye doctor and they're going to certainly look for those type of things or at least symptoms of those type of things. But it goes much beyond that. Uh, routine exams can lead to early detection of many systemic medical issues such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, brain tumors, cardiac issues, neurological issues, and it, doctors are able to detect early symptoms of a lot of these things. So by an employer offering a vision program and through that early disease detection, employers are able to realize increased employee productivity and, and lower medical costs. 
you know, there's a lot of studies out there that show that employer organizations who offer a vision program actually have employees that, that realize lower inpatient hospital stays and lower rates of ER visits, all of which assist with, with lower medical costs. And when you think about it in terms of, of children, in terms of kids, it's even more important because healthy children of employees typically equals more productive employees. And certainly those of us with children can empathize if you have a, a sick kid, you're going to have higher rates of absenteeism taken in the doctor's appointments or even higher rates of presenteeism where you're kind of there, but you know, your, your mind might be elsewhere. You know, the vision exam is, is one of the leading ways that pediatric diabetes is detected. So it's important not only for employees, but for dependents as well. And, and all of that sort of factors in to helping an employer organization, you know, maintain high levels of productivity, but also keeping their medical costs down. Uh, and, you know, and we talk about preventative care on a lot of different fronts and vision is no different. If we can be proactive with preventative care, it's gonna benefit us in the long run. No doubt. And how ex uh, expansive is your provider network here in Northwest Pennsylvania, the tri-state region? So VBA is unique um, when it comes to network because our network is national, but it's also proprietary. Okay. So what that means is that we do not lease it to other carriers, nor do we lease it from other carriers. And a lot of the, and a lot of situations, a lot of instances, networks are leased back and forth and those type of things. So we're not doing that. It's our network and it's continually growing. In October of last year, we were pleased to bring on LensCrafters as a nationwide in-network provider and really are one of the only carriers that has LensCrafters in-network in the fashion in which we do. Uh, at Northwestern PA, the network is quite strong and dynamic. We have a nice mix of independent and retail providers. The VBA network is, is, has been and continues to be more heavily weighted towards independent providers. However, again, as the company has shifted and and the marketplace has shifted, our retail presence has grown significantly. Uh, I mentioned LensCrafters, uh, places like Costco or in-network, VisionWorks, things of that nature, which are all relatively new within the last handful of years. So uh, we certainly encourage uh, members to use an in-network provider. Their benefits are gonna, the value of the benefits are a lot uh, greater by using an in-network provider. Um, and certainly in Northwestern PA, uh, there should, there's no shortage of, of those providers. And Matt, you did touch upon about vision checks um, in terms of, you know, your medical care, because that, that obviously is important for adults and children, but how important it is to have those checks regularly. And what are some surprising facts people may not be aware of? So the American Optometric Association recommends that adults have a comprehensive vision exam at least once every 24 months and the children are screened at least once every 12 months. I mean, eye exams are critical for children because their eyes are more likely to change year to year. I mentioned pediatric diabetes and I mentioned how this impacts the employees, um, which is all very, very important. So uh, it's important to have these exams done with, with regularity and frequency. There's, a, there's, there's plans out there when you kind of peel back the onion a little bit, there'll be plans that have a 24 month frequency for adults. In other words, you can get an exam every 24 months and lens lenses every 24 months and frames every 24 months. But in most cases, those specific plans, the frequency for dependence up to age 19 is then now 12 months. Oh. And that's exactly why, because kids need to be screened more regularly. It's certainly something with my own children that I'm uh, very, very loyal to and having that annual exam for them. Um, and they have both have good vision, but I, I just know that it's an important part um, 
just like going to the dentist, as I mentioned before. Uh, there's, you know, in addition, there's a lot of new technologies that are out in the marketplace. Uh, digital retinal imaging is one of them, which basically allows doctors to establish a baseline uh, and then you'd be able to review that every 12 or 24 months. And what a retinal image is, it's basically an MRI of the eye. And it's an interesting exercise to go through when you look at the picture of your, your retina and they can uh, identify any abnormalities or anything of concern. So for instance, personally, they have a five, there's a freckle in my eye and it's something that can be monitored year to year for any changes in that, that could signal something else. It, it, the freckle in and of itself is not necessarily anything to be alarmed about, but any significant changes could be alarming. And no different than if you, you, know, you went to a dermatologist and there were you, you know, something on your skin that they're gonna monitor year over year. The same type of concept here with your eyes. So it's another tool that's at the disposal of the eye doctors. You know, diet's a big part of eye health. Uh, leafy greens, citrus, eggs, salmon, which has the omega-3, uh, fruits and vegetables such as carrots, all have properties that are good for overall eye health. And we've probably all heard, heard that story before. Eat your carrots, they're good for your eyes. And the beta carotene, which gives carrots its orange color, is actually what helps and is, and is impactful for eye health. And likewise, you know, there are some habits that a lot of us do that, that we can be, that can be avoided when it comes to your eyes, sleeping in or over wearing contacts, right? That's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people wear contacts that perhaps are monthlies, or you change them every month. And you may say, well, I'm going to stretch this, this pair out for two months instead of one month, because whatever the case is, but that's not what the contacts are engineered to do. They're engineered for one month. For instance, I wear dailies. So every night I, I you know, every day I put a new pair, at least every day that I wear contacts. Um, you know, I could wear them for two days, but that's not what they're designed to do. Rubbing your eyes, you know, that's a big one, and especially if you're, you know, if you're, if you're working with something or a chemical and you rub your eyes or it could even be cooking uh, with something that can get into your eyes. So rubbing your eyes is a, is a common habit that, that should be avoided. Uh, eye drops, a lot of us use eye drops, but sort of overusing or misusing those or sharing eye drops is also harmful to your eyes. And the things, simple things like like not wearing sunglasses also can be damaging. Which brings me to the article you uh, contributed for the, the June 2021 Business Magazine. Um, also, people can read it on mbabizmag.com about the importance of sunglasses and eye protection in the summertime. You know, this was a really great article, but what are some key takeaways that people may not be aware of that you can kind of share with them? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the timing was uh, appropriate for the article and, um, and sunglasses are, are, are very important. Wearing sunglasses with proper UVA and UVB protection is critical. Again, we oftentimes hear the importance of make sure you put sunscreen on. You're going to be out in the sun. It's, even if it's overcast, wear sunscreen. And, you know, most people are pretty, uh, pretty good about doing that. Eye protection is no different than skin protection in that capacity. Eye exposure to the sun without proper protection can lead to a lot of issues. Exposure to the sun without protection, you know, significantly increases the likelihood of developing cataracts later in life. Particularly if you have light-colored eyes, you're even more susceptible to developing cataracts. Your eyes can get sunburned. You can develop cancer of the eye. So there's a lot of things that can happen by not wearing proper protection. Now, that being said, there are a lot of ways to protect your eye. Sunglasses are kind of the, 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 the simplest one because they're going to provide protection for your eye, but also for your sort of entire um, you know, eye socket, your eyelids and all those type of things. Uh, they have transition lenses you might be familiar with, uh, the technical name being photochromic lenses. 
So those are the lenses that, you know, will darken into that sunglass type of type of material when you go outside and then they kind of turn back to normal uh, when you come inside, that's the transition. Uh, but certainly helpful for your eyes and protecting your eyes from the sun. Uh, transition contact lenses are also available now. Uh, but it, uh, those don't give you quite as much protection because it's only going to protect part of your eye. So a lot of doctors will tell you, even if you're wearing the transition contacts, don't just assume that that's total complete protection for your eye. You may still need to wear sunglasses there. So, so that it's, it's very important, even and again, even on overcast days, as, as we sit here now and look at my window, it's kind of an overcast day, but sunglasses would still be appropriate on a day like today. Well, and those are great tips for our listeners today because you sometimes you don't think about these things and it's very important for your eyes and your health. And for the employers that are listening, what can you share and or tell them that they should be aware of when it comes to deciding whether or not vision benefits and they should whether or not they should offer them to their employees? What can you make sure to let them know of that they should be aware of? Yeah, so um, you know, in addition to what we kind of talked about earlier, which is the, the medical side of it and the importance of early disease detection and, and a lot of those systemic issues, which helps to lower medical costs and, and, and increase productivity, you know, specifically relative to the MBA plans, one of the, one of the great aspects of it is that whether the premium is paid by the employees sort of on a voluntary basis, you know, sort of a payroll, a pre-tax payroll deduction or by the employer, it does not impact the rating. Generally speaking, and again, on a standalone basis, if, if an organization went to the marketplace on their own, premium funding is going to be a big part of the underwriting process, but not the way here with the way this program is administered. Generally speaking, if, if a program is paid 100% by the employee on a truly voluntary basis, the cost is going to be a little bit higher on a per employee basis. It's, it's what we call adverse selection. And what we're trying to do is prevent adverse selection. So in other words, if the employee is going to pay for that, there's a higher likelihood that they're going to use it. If the employer pays for it solely, the employee may use it or they may not use it. So that's where that comes into play. But again, you know, that's going to be a big part of the underwriting factor when on, on an individual sort of on a standalone basis, if an employer is going out there to the marketplace, that's one of the first questions that's going to come up. And the way, the way we've administered this program, we've kind of taken that off the table. So it makes things a little simpler. Uh, for the employer and, and certainly provides greater value for the employer and the employee as well. And anything to make it simpler is a good thing for our employers and especially when it comes to offering benefits to their employees. Is there anything else that you want to add that I haven't mentioned or, or asked already that you think that would be a, you know, a good add-on for our, our listeners to know about? Yeah, absolutely. One of the most top of mind topics in the vision industry right now is focused on digital eye strain and fatigue, right? So the issue is that we're all overexposed to digital eye strain through computers, through tablets, cell phones, TVs. You know, think about how much time you spend on devices in any given day. Perhaps one of the things that has come out of the pandemic is just that, right? We all sort of went from being in an office environment to sort of, okay, now we're on Zoom calls and Teams calls all day long. And we're really overexposed to digital rays because we're working in front of monitors all the time. So, and that's for adults. It's also problematic for kids, um, not only in, le- in, term- in terms of leisure time spent on devices and video games or watching your pad or tablet or whatever, but in, think about in school. And certainly everybody was virtual for a while there and some people are. So whether you're virtual or in person, kids are on devices a huge portion of every day. I know my children both have iPads at school and, and they do a considerable amount of work on those iPads and they're in school. 
So we're overexposed. We, we can all recognize that. What happens? Well, some of the symptoms of digital eye strain, it'll include blur, blurred vision, dry eyes, headaches, neck and back pain. So if you think about yourself and if you've experienced any of these symptoms throughout your workday or any time, it could be because of overexposure with digital devices. Personally, I, I'm susceptible to headaches after long periods of time on a digital device. I'll notice I start to get a headache. And, and if you know, I simply take a break, that, that oftentimes helps. So studies show that most of these symptoms occur after two or more consecutive hours of using a digital device. When you look at the science behind it, it's really interesting. Because the root cause of eye strain and overexposure to it through digital devices is overexposure to blue light. So digital devices emit artificial blue light. It's probably a term that everybody is somewhat familiar with because, again, it's kind of top of mind now. So natural blue light is healthy for us. The sun emits natural blue light. When you think about a bright sunny day or the sun coming through your window in the morning, it signals your body to wake up. The blue light that comes from the sun gives us energy, it increases our metabolism, it helps our mood. When your body, though, is exposed to blue light, natural or artificial, your body naturally decreases its production of melatonin. So in theory, at night, the sun is set, your body doesn't receive the blue light from the sun because it's dark, and so it increases its melatonin levels, then you fall asleep. The problem, we're on our phones, or we're on our tablets, or we're watching television. So our body is still exposed to blue light. So it signals to itself, don't produce the melatonin, it's not time to go to sleep because I'm exposed to this blue light. You know, some of us don't have that problem because of, uh, you know, for instance, myself generally don't have that problem, but some of us do. And it's a huge problem for kids who, you know, are on those devices right before bedtime. So it's recommended that your body have no exposure to blue light one hour before going to sleep. And again, I always reference my kids mm -hmm. my 14 year old daughter wants to be asleep by 10 and wake up for wake up at six for school she should be offered devices by nine. And of course that doesn't always happen. And then you can get a lack of sleep. You know, additionally, if you think not only in terms of what it does to your eyes, but just your body in general, and it is affecting your posture, right? So think about somebody walking down the street where I've been in airports, you know, and somebody's walking, looking at their phone, their head is down, staring at their phone. So number one, they may run into somebody else or run into a wall or whatever the case is, but it's also, negatively impacting your posture because your body's not designed to be sort of hunched over like that all the time looking at your phone in, a, in addition to looking at something small so you're really straining your eyes so it's a big issue it's a big issue and you know with, with all that being said we're not really quite sure what impacts all of this exposure will have on us long term it's all really too new and we probably won't know for years to come that's something to keep an eye on as well and, and there's we're just beginning to see studies out there now sort of studying maybe, you know, maybe a, an older demographic versus a younger, younger demographic and these types of things, whether it be posture and eye strain and all those types of things. But from a medical standpoint, it's just, it's just too early to know. Uh, but there are ways, there's a lot of ways you can minimize digital eye strain. I mentioned taking a break. So that's like the simplest thing you can do, which is give your eyes a break. Blue light blocking lenses um, are a great way to mitigate this exposure. And these come in the form of uh, most of the time anti-reflective coatings, which typically are not a, a fully covered item with vision programs. So there's an out-of-pocket cost to it. Uh, but generally, the member is going to pay less than they would without any vision insurance. And for those of us that don't need corrective lenses, present company not included here, um, you know, blue light blocking lenses are generally relatively inexpensive. A blue light blocking glasses can be bought on Amazon. I bought them for my kids. Uh, they can be bought on Amazon and they really do help. So Right now I have contacts in and, and uh, I don't have any blue light protection in them. But when I wear my glasses, which is, you know, about half the time as well, they do have blue light protection. 
and they work. They really do work. I, I noticed that the likelihood of me getting a headache or just even a, even a, a blurred vision or dry eye is far less likely when I have those on than simply just wearing my contacts. Um, I mentioned taking a break. So the AOA has developed what they call the 20-20-20 rule, which says that you're supposed to take a break every 20 minutes from, a, from, from your screen and you stare at something stationary 20, 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And it's basically just a break to help your eyes sort of recalibrate. Maybe it's not that easy to take a break every 20 minutes. You're, you're engrossed in your work or you're, you know, you're kind of in the middle of something. But the, the, the moral here is just to take a break. Any type of break is, is helpful. Uh, things such as your monitor, uh, how, you, how you have your monitor position. You know, it should be about 20 to 28 inches or basically an arm's length away from your face. So that's a little bit different for everybody. Having your monitor at a 90 degree angle from a window is also helpful to reduce sun glare. Even, even the lights, you know, whether you have um, fluorescent light bulbs or overly bright lights, that can also increase that, that glare, um, which, which is harmful for your eyes. So, you know, it's not going away. Right? We're not going to stop using phones and, and tablets and, and computers and digital devices. That's certainly not going to happen. But it's, it's worth noting and to be aware of that, you know, there are issues associated with it. And again, a lot of the times they can be, they can be mitigated. Maybe not totally eliminated, but they can be mitigated by doing some simple things. For sure. And obviously keeping up with your eye exams regularly will help with that as well. And talking to your eye doctor about your frequency of tablet use or electronic devices with you and your family. I think this is a lot of great information for our listeners. And I want to say thank you, Matt, for joining us. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Karen Torres signing off for Business Today with the NBA. Have a great afternoon.